0: At LuckyLandslots.com. Available to players in the U.S., excluding Washington and Michigan. No purchase necessary. VGW Group. Void work prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. You are listening to the Next Best Picture Podcast, and this is my interview with the writer and director for the film The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, Will Sharp. Are you an illustrator? Um, yes.
1: You're very muddy. I was attacked by a one-and-a-half-ton
0: bull. Oh! I'm prepared to offer you a staff position. Do you capture something of a cat? Perhaps because you yourself are an outcast. I do it to provide for the five hungry and precocious sisters that I live at home with.
1: And we've had a governess.
0: I think you're the first person to see the cats are ridiculous. <laughs> frightened. And brave. Like us.
1: Miss Richardson has had an incredibly positive effect on this family. Were you painting something?
0: Is something funny, Miss Wayne. Not at all. Louis White, special. Look you.
1: The You're cat man. Cat man. Huh? A whole cat world. They will turn blue and communicate with us in our own language. Did you say that they would turn blue?
0: Yes, of course. Wow. What's going on in that funny little head of yours? Electricity. Okay, Louis. I'm worried about you. I feel electricity. Mr. Wayne, I have been called here because your sister is concerned for your health. You have squandered it on wretched cats and on a willful, doomed, tainted romance! How you've managed to conjure images of such delight? such a dark time. I don't know.
1: Just remember, however hard things get,
0: however much you feel like you're struggling, (laughs) the world is full of beauty and it's up to you to capture it, Louis, and to share it with as many people as you can. All right, everybody, I'm being joined right now by the co-writer and director of the new film, The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. Joining me is Will Sharp. Will, how are you today? Uh, I'm very well, thank you. I'm having a good time at Toronto. I'm sure you are. I just came back from Telluride, actually, which is where I saw your film at its world premiere. I got to say, very, very impressed by the work that you did on this. I'm very, very excited to be talking to you about this movie. Got to start things off with the obvious question first. Are you a cat lover or a dog lover? (laughs) Well, I love both cats and
1: dogs. I own two cats. Okay. So, you know, I suppose I spend more time around cats, Mm -hmm. uh, but uh, I also love hanging out with dogs, with friends' dogs, uh, with family's dogs. And, you know, Louis Wayne um, painted both cats and dogs, uh, especially in the earlier um, part of his life. Uh, So, I don't think he would feel that you needed to uh, (laughs) choose one way or the other.
0: No, of course not. Uh, But on a more serious note, he was uh, definitely instrumental in popularizing our bond, our familiarity, our relationships with cats as they are now today, uh, taking them from what they were before and transforming them into a house-friendly pet. Now, in this film, I'm curious to know, because you co-wrote this screenplay with Simon Stevenson here. You know, you, both of you worked on the story together and such, and I'm just curious to know, like, what was the one element of Louis Wayne that grabbed you first? Like, how did you approach the... How did the project first come to your attention?
1: So I was sent this project uh, by Sunny March, and mm-hmm. uh, as you say, on the surface of it, it's the story of an artist who specialized in the drawing and painting of cats for the mm-hmm. majority of his life. Um, and he's credited for being the reason why people in the UK even keep cats as pets, you yeah. know, before that they were considered vermin. Um, and that was a point of historical interest. Mm-hmm. Um, I felt like many people that I was familiar with his pictures, uh, but I didn't know him by name and I certainly didn't know anything about, uh, his extraordinary life story. Um, but I think the, the two things that drew me in first and foremost, um, it was his art. There was something about, the duality of the playfulness, the humor, the color, how he seemed to have a very particular lens on humanity, even if it was kind of refracted through uh, cat, the cat, as it were. Um, but underneath that, I felt like you would occasionally see these little cracks of fragility and vulnerability mm-hmm. uh, and complexity. And, you know, he's arguably now best known for his kaleidoscopic cats, which are these kind of psychedelic, Mm-hmm. abstract uh paintings which you sort if you defocus your eyes you start to sort of see a cat face in the middle of it uh, and so there was something about his psychology um, that i found really fascinating and that i felt a sort of personal connection with and then uh, secondly i just found myself the more i read about his life the more i had a huge admiration for him as a human being and i think our film is interested principally in presenting to you Louis Wayne, the human being. Uh, You Mm -hmm. know, yes, we celebrate him as an artist. And yes, we celebrate uh, him as a historical figure. uh, But actually, we're most interested in his personal life and how Mm -hmm. that affected, you know, the other aspects of his journey. Um, And, you know, he's someone who faced, you know, multiple challenges through his life, not least his own brain. Uh, you know, he's someone who suffered on and off from mental illness, uh, but also events, you know, huge monumental events in his personal life that were out of his control. Uh, and also circumstantially, you know, the world around, he lived through a world war. He lived a flu pandemic, um, but yeah. he seemed like someone who had huge spirit and huge courage just to keep going. Uh, and even at the end of his Life, you know, when he was in the psychiatric hospital, that he sort of came to view as a kind of sanctuary. He was known for kind of drawing and painting these huge cat murals on mirrors and walls, and he sort of continued to bring color and you know, beauty, I suppose, uh, to others in spite of uh, what he was going through himself. Um, and so, I think I just I just felt like his story was a heroic story. I, I felt like he was an inspiration human being. And I wanted to share that story, Um, you know, alongside Benedict uh, and indeed Claire with an audience.
0: Yeah, I, I think that in terms of communicating his humanity to the screen, uh getting an actor at the caliber of someone like Benedict Cumberbatch is key, obviously, for translating that to the audience. I'm curious to know, was there any apprehension on Benedict's part in terms of I've played eccentric geniuses before, like socially awkward types, you know. Was there anything like that between you and him in terms of how are we going to approach this differently? I don't think either
1: of us ever really thought about it in that way, to be honest. I think Mm -hmm. we we were first and foremost trying to tell the story of Louis Wayne as empathetically as we could. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I think we both felt like it was important to capture – you know the way in which you know for reasons some of which was just how he was and mm-hmm. sometimes it was choices that he made in his life sometimes would be slightly on the outskirts of society um you know for example he was came from a kind of middle-class background his parents uh, designed textiles and fabrics and emily who he married was a governess who was seen mm-hmm. and slightly older than him you know seen as a lower social class in victorian england that was that was deeply frowned upon Mm -hmm. Uh, but he you know chose to live individualistically uh, as he felt was right you know even his choice to focus on cats as his primary subject at a time when nobody really thought cats were cute or funny Mm -hmm. (laughs) uh, shows like a huge independence and so I think you know for us it was about finding ways ways into that finding ways into his heart and into his head and it was a great Privilege for me, and you know, really exciting to have some rehearsal time, you know, with everyone. But it, initially, I had a few days just with Benedict, where mm. we worked with a movement coach to think about, you know, the theme of electricity and his psychology. How does that affect the way he walks? How does that affect? You know, there were stories about how Louis Wayne loved to improvise tunes on the piano and improvise these strange dances in the kind of warehouses of London, uh, and we had a bit of fun trying to imagine what that would be like. Benedict is a you know very good artist uh, anyway. By the way, uh, mm-hmm. but was very keen to you know study the way that art, the different styles of art progressed through the decades, uh, and also you know Louis Wayne was very famous for being a very fast, but also yeah. uh, being ambidextrous, so he could draw with either hand, and he often drew with both hands at the same time.
0: Was that Benedict um, doing that in camera? That's Benedict. It's all in account- That's
1: amazing! Wow. And so he you know wanted to nail that down and. Uh, You know, we spent a bit of time with cats trying to imagine what it would be like to, you know, have this friendship with Peter Um, and all of that kind of holistic preparation uh, Mm. and the breadth of that, I think, meant that he had such a deep grounding that when we were on set, he could just kind of shed it all, forget it and become instinctive uh, and human again in the moment. Um, And so that was really kind of like a, a great process for me to be a part of. But no, I think you know every character that Benedict plays is different uh, and he always f- finds a way to ground them in some kind of um, human reality. Uh, mm-hmm. And I think Louis Wayne is, you know, uh, he's a gentle, soft, uh, sweet, innocent character. We talked a lot about Louis Wayne's innocence uh, and the fact that he had this kind of adorable enthusiasm for life and this kind of incredible stamina um, so that even... You know, when he was faced with really quite difficult um, hurdles in his life, he somehow found a way through. And I think it's worth saying as well that for us, I think more and more, it became a story about connection. It became a story about somebody who, you know, found himself like it wasn't handed to him on a plate like the way that he sat within the world. Um, it wasn't always easy for him. He had a cleft lip as a had a cleft lip, and um, uh, you know, as a child, he suffered from fevers and nightmares, even kind of waking hallucinations. He wasn't really allowed in school uh, for a big part of his childhood, and against all that, he found a way to connect with the people around him, whether it be Emily or the people who, you know, engaged with his art. And there's that beautiful true true story about how. He was discovered in a pauper's asylum towards the end of his life. Uh, and the person who recognized him started a campaign and he really was able to reap what he sowed. And what came back to him was this outpouring of love and gratitude for what he'd brought to the world. So I think I think we wanted to celebrate you know, how he was someone who found a way to be present and found a way to be here and to live his life in spite of the challenges that were thrown at him.
0: Love that. Love that. I also love, too, um, the theme of electricity that's discussed in this because Louis Wayne lived through the early days of the birth of cinema. And I'm curious to know from your point of view, as a film that is being shown in both theaters and also going to be streamed uh, on Amazon Prime Video, the electricity that one feels watching something, that communal feeling in the movie theater, um, or sometimes with people, you know, uh, watching it at home, either way, can you tell me like what you think Louis Wayne would have thought of the idea of that shared communal experience that one gets from watching a movie in the cinema wow that's a that's a great
1: question um, well I think you know being in telluride and watching movies with other people mm-hmm. um, there is something about the communion of that that is a different experience to watching something on your own uh, and I think especially for a story like Like this, which is so much about human connection, I think uh, there is a lot to be gained uh, from seeing it uh, in company. Uh, And the other thing to say is that, you know, our story is um, a very sensory one. Like, we really, you know, worked hard to try and get you into the mind of Louis Wayne, to take the pictures of Louis Wayne and like bring that world to the screen. Uh, And as you say, like, Louis was someone who kind of in our research in fragments of his journals and in some other writing, he was seemed like someone who was very fascinated by the workings of the world. He was always trying to work the world out. Mm -hmm. And um, throughout his life, he felt like electricity must hold the key. And he talks about good electricity and bad electricity. And I felt like, you know, maybe he was trying to work out why sometimes he felt a certain way. Why did the world sometimes feel beautiful? Why did it sometimes feel so cruel? And, you know, if you're feeling anxious or depressed, like that can feel like electricity in a certain negative way. And at the same time, if you're in love or if you're feeling creative excitement, that can feel electrical in a different way. And so we wanted to go on that journey with him. And I, I think that you only really achieve a full appreciation of that in a cinema uh, where the, you know, craft that our heads of department have put into it uh, Mm -hmm. can be, you know, uh, properly appreciated. Uh, That being said, I think, you know, it's important that uh, we all want as many people to watch this film as possible. And um, especially uh, with the times being as unpredictable as they are, um, it's a huge gift that we're able to, you know, cast it more widely in that way. But I think the most interesting part of your question, I I can only speculate, um, you know, we all felt, you know, a deep empathy for Louis Wayne uh, and, you know, Benedict and Claire and, but also the entire crew and cast. Every day, I think we felt united in this mission to kind of capture his spirit and to bring that to an audience. And we wanted to try and kind of... uh, be mindful of what he would think. And I think sometimes it's not a conventional biopic in the sense that sometimes I think you can feel how a life has been oversimplified or bent out of shape uh, or exploited in some way in the service of a movie. Mm-hmm. But I think we all felt really deeply that we wanted this movie to work in service of his life, and we wanted to capture that. And so I hope that the experience of being in a cinema and, you know, that that big glow of images and sound would be a just a kind of unreal trip for Louis Wayne. But I also hope that he would um, approve of the way that we have kind of shared his life with um, with everyone, because that's what we really set out to do.
0: you talk about the creativity and bringing this to the screen and there are a lot of elements to this movie that elevated, I believe, beyond just a standard biopic. You know, you're shooting at a different aspect ratio than normal. Uh, you've got all these vivid colors and there's just so many different uh, scenes that play around with, um, whether it be, you know, different styles of editing or cinematography. I-, I think the thing that I wanted to know just from a technical standpoint is uh, what was the one scene that was like the hardest for you to crack uh in terms of either from a scripting or uh just from an execution standpoint of bringing it alive to the screen um i
1: think i i immediately think of two scenes one of them is a scene where he is on an ocean liner back headed back to the uk from new york uh, and louis wayne as a kid had recurring nightmares um that he called uh, the sea full of big ships, uh, where he sort of felt like he was in an ocean and big ships were sinking around him. Um, And we kind of manifest that as a hallucination, arguably at his lowest ebb in the latter half of the movie. And that, you know, involved shooting on a dry set and then in a water tank, you know, on different days, Uh, we had some back projection Uh, we were keen to sort of avoid green screen. So uh, we had a sort of stormy sky projected outside of the window Uh, and you know benedict to his credit was completely fearless uh, about uh, performing all of that himself uh, safely uh, underwater that was one big challenge the other was the manifestation of the kind of the absolute heart of Louis's psychology and as soon as i saw louis kaleidoscope cat pictures i felt like i wanted somehow to get to the bottom of where that came from Mm -hmm. emotionally uh, as well as psychologically and the building of that sequence um, was quite a journey and i won't kind of outline the whole thing for you because it'll take too long but (laughs) let's just say that you know various vfx artists tried to build things digitally with cg and none of it felt organic none of it felt like it came from him and so in the end I, i found Um, with the help of one of the artists who basically said, why don't you contact the guy who's made a lot of the references you've sent? Uh, And he was this kind of little-known visual artist, a video artist in New York, who specializes in video feedback. So we would send him clips from the edit in the film, maybe pieces of Louis Wayne's art. And then he would, and it's quite an inexact science, uh, video feedback. So he would then project it and we would be slightly at the mercy of the camera Uh, And he would send me back, you know, sometimes over 10 hours of footage to sift through. And then out of that, we would find building blocks to kind of build this sequence that we wanted to feel fun, but also inevitable and psychological and like it came out of his heart. Um, And then the final piece of the puzzle with some of the electrical flourishes was we would project some of uh, the scenes and then shoot it back onto 16 millimeter film. Mm. and One batch would go to be clean processed. And that was kind of, we thought of as the good electricity batch would give us this (laughs) dreamy, romantic, grainy uh, quality. Uh, And then the other half went to James Holcomb, who's one of the few people in England who still hand processes film. Uh, And so he would kind of, you know, pour sulfuric acid into the bath and he'd scrunch it up on purpose so that it came back incredibly distressed. And that's what we use to try and render some of the more synaptic, kind of scratchy, psychological moment, bad electrical moments yeah, where Louis mm-hmm. feeling out of sorts. And maybe I should just very briefly say the scene that, that is hugely important to the movie, but that thanks to Claire and Benedict and their chemistry was surprisingly easy to film uh, is a scene shortly before Emily's death uh, mm-hmm. where she is trying to give him what she thinks he needs to carry him through the rest of his life. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And... That was something that we rehearsed, and I remember thinking that I wanted to sh- shoot it in a single shot, uh, and I wanted to do it without eye contact. I wanted to feel the chemistry between Louis and Emily uh, as kind of innate and kind of inevitable. Uh, and there was something about that day. There were many days where I think we felt that there was something in 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 the air, or that Louis Wayne was present in some way. But that, thanks to you know, Benedict and Claire, that was a surprisingly easy scene to film in the end.
0: Well, well, I really thank you for your answers here today. The film is called The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne. It is scheduled to be released in limited release on October 22nd and then going to be on Amazon Prime Video on November 5th. And Will, I think I speak for everyone also when I say we're very much looking forward to your upcoming uh, HBO uh, miniseries, uh, Landscapers, as well, working with Olivia Coleman and David Fulis. So uh, the, we're very, very excited for you. And I'm sure once more people see this movie, they're going to be very excited for your future as well. Thank you so much. Thanks for your time. Absolutely. You have a nice day. Hey everyone, thank you so much for listening to my interview with the writer and director for the film The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne, Will Sharp, here on The Next Best Picture Podcast. The Electrical Life of Louis Wayne is currently streaming on Amazon Prime Video. You have been listening to The Next Best Picture Podcast. We are proud to be part of the Evergreen Podcast Network, and you can subscribe to us anywhere where you subscribe to podcasts. Be sure to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and let us know what you think of the show. We really appreciate your feedback and your support which you can also lend on over at Patreon for $1 minimum a month you'll get some exclusive podcast content from us thank you so much for listening as always and we shall see you all next time